welcome to season 10 episode 2 of the Pet Photographers Club podcast. As you have probably seen the final results of the International Pet Photographer of the Year awards have been out for a while so huge congratulations to Veronica Sandarova and Gina Sewell for winning the overall and emerging categories respectively. Now in today's episode we caught up with the five judges of the Pet Photographer of the Year awards. So we had Kat Race, Craig Turner Bullock, Sarah Glau, Alice Loder, yours truly Caitlin J. McColl and Kirsty hosted it for us and we had a panel discussion all about the awards. So if you've ever wished that you could be a fly on the wall while you watch the judging that goes on behind the scenes, pretty much today you can be. So we brought together these five judges and they all shared their top tips for pet photographers entering the awards, some really great advice in there. And as a members only bonus deep dive video, they also shared their judges choice favorite images. So basically every year we invite the judges to pick their own individual, their personal favorite image from the competition. It might be something that scores really well. It might not be. If it's something that the other judges haven't um, particularly responded to, then it theoretically can be an image that didn't even place highly in the top 25 or at all. So it's really fascinating to see the judges agree about what they love about each image, um, argue about what could be improved. Definitely a must watch panel discussion for any pet photographers who are interested in learning more about what catches the eyes of these leaders in our industry. But today in this episode that you're listening to, um, we're doing the top tips. I just wanted to let you know that there is that judges panel video discussion goes for about an hour, um, that's in the member zone. So if you are a member of the Pet Photographers Club, jump on over to the member zone so you can watch that one. I think it's really, really helpful and interesting. If you're not a member yet, you can join us. It's only $10 a month. It goes a long way to helping support the podcast and you get special access to bonus videos like the one that I just described. All right, let's dive into this discussion because I love hearing from these incredible and talented judges about their top tips. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Um, this is our judging panel here, as well as uh, Caitlin is obviously the co-host for the podcast as well. So before we jump straight into this episode, which is season 10, episode two, um, I want to go through and introduce all of our judges because that is what we are here for today. We are talking all about the awards. So um, maybe you can kick it off, Caitlin, with an introduction to yourself in case somehow people don't know who you are yet from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Caitlin McCall. I am a pet photographer here in Melbourne, Australia. I specialize in natural on location photography and a lot of work with people and their pets. Um, and yeah, I'm also the co-host of the Pet Photographers Club. So you've probably heard my voice before. Hello, everybody. I'm Kat of Cat's Dog Photography, um, which I run with my other half, partner in life and partner in business, Michael. Um, I have a huge passion for all things colourful and sparkly, um, as you can probably tell from one glance at me. I'm based in the UK. Um, we do travel all over for commissions. Usually we're not in the middle of a pandemic. You can see some of the um, 
the pictures from our adventures on your screen there. Hi, uh, I'm Alice, obviously. Um, I do, well, before the pandemic, I was doing a lot of workshops and starting to get into retreats, that sort of thing. Um, so my, my business has sort of taken a bit of a, a turn um, and I've pulled back a little bit from all the public stuff, but I've been working a lot of personal projects and that sort of thing. So I do um, private commissions with clients, um, normally working with sort of stud dogs, um, competition dogs, a lot of rescues. Okay, so um, hi guys, I'm Craig. Um, I am based in Christchurch, New Zealand. Um, and my business is called Photography. I've been um, doing pet photography professionally since 2001. So that's like 20 years this year. Yeah, so I work mostly with private clients, but I do a lot of commercial work as well. And um, as Kirsty just said, um, we have just launched Unleashed Education. So I'm one half of Unleashed Education with the amazing Charlotte Reeves. Yeah, hello, my name is Sarah Glaw. I am from Germany, based in Schwerin. And I won the Pet Photographer's uh, Award last year. And um, my biggest passion is um, photography in uh, horses, cats and dogs. And, uh, I love to take dogs in, uh, in cities and create some urban styles and yeah. Congratulations for last year and thank you for opting out of entering this year so that you could instead join us on the judging panel. Um, okay, so this is our all-star lineup of judges who um, have scored your work if you've entered the International Pet Photography of the Year Awards for 2021. I would really love but for you each to share one piece of advice for those who are entering next year. What's one thing you should make sure of uh, when you enter your, your image? Something not to miss. I'll go, Caitlin, go for it. I would strongly recommend having a look at the previous year's entries um, and the previous year's winners of the year before, but also, you know, we've got 2019, 2020 up on, on the website and intentionally going through your portfolio and trying to find something that you feel is different, as we've said already in this discussion, when it's a sort of image that we've seen a thousand times before, um, you know, it might get through based on technical and visual, but when push comes to shove at the end of the day, it's just not going to get there in the judge's response because we feel like, yeah, okay, it, it, it's beautiful, but is it really wow? So if you can find something or create something that is different, um, which is easier said than done, um, but if you can push yourself to do that, then as you've seen today, I think it, it'll really stick out in the judge's memory and it'll get, get those higher points. Now, I think for the photo, it sounds like it's stating the obvious, but for it to be technically perfect, I think is the central because there's little things that certainly when it comes to getting top marks, you know, when you're judging, you've got all these fantastic images and you're looking for not only something that's different, like Caitlin said, but you're looking for things. Well, OK, well, I've got all these photographs I absolutely love. I really, you know, I respond highly to these. You kind of looking for something that makes one beat the other. So if one maybe has a little bit of uh, dirt or something in, in the soil that could have been taken out and one's completely clean, then you might 
be or the judges might be more inclined to go for the one that's completely clean as opposed to the one that has that tiny little thing I just really looking for detail you know the saying the devil's in the detail because that's going to be the difference between getting like just short of top marks to actually getting top marks and while something being for me personally from if I think the most important thing is that a photograph is very emotive but I think the, the technical when you're entering for a competition it has to be technically perfect in order for it to win mm -hmm. and um if you're leaving something there because make sure you're leaving it there because it adds to the image it has to be deliberate like um we were talking about that gorgeous image of the it was a golden retriever in the back of the van or whatever it was there were some things left there that everybody agreed was fantastic that it was left um, but it was clearly deliberate that it was left. It wasn't just like a fly or a bit of dirt or 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 whatever. Alice, we got something to to add for your team. I think um, to sort of to start with to build on what Kat just said. I think it's about looking at why. So um, you know, why are you? I, I know some people they might not have time um, or maybe the the resources to be shooting work that is completely. Um, their own maybe they're doing a lot more client work um, I think that something that's really good with photography competitions is that it's very hard to come up with new stuff and then try and convince clients to be brave and invest in something very different and the beauty of a competition is that it can help you get traction with work that is not necessarily you're trying to sell to somebody you can you can invest yourself in an idea I think that it's not always about going with the trend of what your clients or what other photographers say, that's great, I want to do that. It's about trying to communicate something about yourself in your pictures. And a lot of the pictures that we've looked at, as soon as the name comes up, we're like, oh, okay, I understand now. And it's because we recognize that person in what they're doing. And I think that without going off on one, I think there's so much personal self-discovery in, in our photography. and. And I think it's about looking into yourself as much as possible, as opposed to looking externally when you're coming up with your work and your ideas. I think um, you need to show a picture that you want to be seen for. And that's, well, that's uh, what Alice said. It's all about personality and you need to feel comfortable with the picture you're showing because it's, it's, it's your style and it's your personality and it's what you want to be seen for and not what others want you to be seen for. Like, um, don't ask too many other people about the picture you want to enter because you must feel comfortable with the picture. And even though it, it would be a good idea to show um, something new, something even more originality than the last years and the uh, a picture two years ago it's it's even about your personality and uh, you need to feel comfortable about the picture and if you feel comfortable then it doesn't matter if you win or how high the, your judge uh, your picture is judged because um it's it's your choice and it's you and um, yeah that would be my advice all right craig go for it <laughs> Well, I try and keep it short, but um, I think to, to build on what Alice said, I think that's the reason why personal projects are so important because yeah. in that personal project space, you're creating work for you from your heart that 
allows you to play with things, experiment with things to refine ideas more without the brief from a commercial client or having to satisfy a private client that they're gonna get a nice picture of their dog looking at the camera to put on their wall on a canvas. Um, so personal projects are really important for the growth of any photographer in any genre. Um, so I think that's one of the things that we can do um, to do it. And if you don't have time or you think you don't have time, make time, schedule it in your calendars, but get those personal projects out of your head and into some real images. Um, I don't think you should be entering images into awards that you think will win an award. I think you should be creating these pieces for yourself and then entering those to get feedback and to grow from the feedback that you get rather than entering to win. Can I just add one other little point? I think that, sorry, that's where everyone's dogs start barking. Very um, important point that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's really important. I know Craig said don't shoot for competitions and I'm, um, I think, I think for some competitions they are, um, it can be quite good to, to look at the brief and go, I'm going to try and do something personal based on this. I think it can be quite a, a good way of helping you kickstart a personal project. It gives you like a bit of a trigger. Um, I think it's really important to, to think about your categories. Some of the pictures when I was looking through them, I was thinking this isn't an action, this is a, this is a portrait, but the dog might have its paw lifted or that's not action. Um, and it was a real shame because I, I looked at some pictures and I thought if this was in the other category, I would have scored it much more highly, but actually I don't think it should be in this category. And it's, it's one of the only ways you can really fairly judge them. Um, within that group of images but I think not enough people really think about the category they're entering and you know how are you how are you categorizing this picture um don't just make it incidental because I think in a competition it can really skew it can skew the results really um I think that's yeah. quite a big one I think that's yeah that's a big one for sure like they have to fit the category that they're entered into yeah. Yeah. Guys, you've shared so much today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, did you want to add anything, Caitlin, before I finish off? Oh, this was so interesting. I'm really, really glad that we've um, recorded this. Really appreciate you guys. Actually, I will add, uh, if you want a little bit of inspiration specifically about personal photo projects, you can dive into our archive, season six, episode 12. Um, we have a little medley episode about lots of different personal photo projects. So it's a good one to sort of dip your toes into and hear from lots of different photographers about what they're doing. I'm a really big believer, um, as I'm sure all of you guys are, in making time to do personal projects, even though it can be difficult to carve that out. Uh, but I do think that's where you can sort of flex your creativity a little bit more. So I'm glad that Craig brought that up. But yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Please, if you're listening, um, check out the links to all of our uh, amazing judging panel. Um, give them some love. If you're interested in learning more, definitely check them out. And of course, if you are keen to watch that video deep dive discussion where you find out all about each of the judges' favorite images, why they loved it, what they didn't like about it, hear a little bit of arguments between the judges about what was working and what wasn't working, 
definitely head on over to the Pet Photographers Club member zone where you can watch that long deep dive video. It's a really, really interesting one. Uh, if you're not a member yet, you can join. It's $10 a month. You can cancel any time. Uh, we, we love our members. <laughs> And don't forget to check out our sponsors of this year as well, because honestly, the awards would not be here without sponsors. That's how we're able to keep them free for you guys to enter. Um, also, the judges do donate their time um, to these awards too. So please, please, please give them some big love. And uh, yeah, big thank you from both Caitlin and I to all four of you for, ju uh, for judging and joining us this year and all of your time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and that's everything. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.